0: Earthlings. we have now taken over your radio greetings and salutations my fellow friends league mates loyal listeners and fantasy fanatics all across the globe it's your boy z riggs aka mr all trade him to you and you are now listening to the I oh, love the game. I love the hustle, man. The I love the game. I love the hustle, man. Fantasy football weekly podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. This is episode four, the week three recap, week four preview. Speaking of week three, the snooze fest of the 2022 fantasy football season, it brought some low average scores and gave way to a possible new oracle. Kept some teams stuck in the mud with three teams being 0-3, and just like in the NFL, only two teams remain unbeaten. We were led this week by the reigning champion, Kevin Booker, with a high score of 148.38 versus the third high score of the week, Joe Smith, all gas, no brakes, too much ethanol, should have switched to electric, Um, oh, Bessie with the Tessie. <laughs> Kevin had a standout performance from Lamar Jackson, Devonta Smith, and Mac Hollins. Yes, I said it, Mac Hollins. I alluded to the new Oracle. Kevin played Mac Hollins, who was only 2% started across the sleeper platform in 12 man leagues. Man, if I would have lost to Mac Hollins, I'd be so mad. But props for Kevin to possibly breaking the fantasy football code. Kevin, you might just be the first three time fantasy football champion of I Love the Game, I Love the Hustle. Joe's team would have beaten just about every other team on the slate. But just like in life, or racing for pink slips, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Dude I almost had you. <laughs> you, almost had me. you never had me. Dom Toretto, so wise. R.I.P. Paul Walker. Josh Hollis, new name alert, the last Don had the second-highest score of the week with 123.48 versus Tyler's team, Why me 2020. Tyler, it could because your team is stuck in 2020. Tom Brady's 45, fam. He's got family shit to take care of. But it also could just be some bad luck. DeAndre Swift was dealing with a shoulder and ankle injury that allowed the best anime do rag vulture-wearing Jamal Williams to score 24 points on your bench. You made the right trade. Now it's just time to figure out the right time to get Jamal Williams in your lineup. It's probably going to be this week where it is DeAndre Swift is going to sit out until after their team's bye. The last of the Don Hikens had a well rounded attack led by Amari Cooper's 23 points. Blue chips, Lyman's daddy. Beat Team Brigatoni 120-107 to 107 with some of its own Sunday sauce, with Zeke being the final spoonful of Ragu on Monday night. Bobby's team was led by a top-five wide receiver scorer from this week coming from Marquise Brown's 28 points. This brought Bobby's team to 2-1 and, and also gave Brigatoni its first L. Yeah, there's a lot of high score potential on Anthony's team, but the potential just means you ain't done shit yet. That's a quote from Larry Hogan legendary high school coach of Leavenworth Basketball, quoting the late, great John Thompson of Georgetown. Bird Fur 2.0 won a thrilling game against Awful Waffle in the wee hours of the fourth quarter of Monday night's trash game between the Cowboys and the Giants. I fell asleep probably before halftime. A new member to Zach's team, CeeDee Lamb, caught a wide-open touchdown in the first half, but he led the way in the fourth quarter, scoring 22.7 points for Zach's team, Bird Fur 2.0. That team just fell short with a Ross St. Brown and Tyreek having the worst games of this short season. Zach and Booker, Alligator Blood, and Burford Triple 0 remain the only two unbeaten teams. And I love the game. I love the hustle. Team Unity causes Jay Stylin to consider a new team name and to make maybe a trade or two. More fun lost 81 to 106. The good news for more fun is Kyle Pitts made a slight emergence. So hopefully there's something to build around there. As mentioned before in a previous pod, when you go with a stars and scrubs approach and your stars turn out to be scrubs, you probably won't have much success. I was going to do a no scrubs drop, but I think that was just too obvious. Team unity Lost sight of Justin Jefferson for the second week in a row, but was saved by the new tight end one in fantasy football, Mark Andrews, and the best back in New England. You remindre of my Jeep, Stevenson. Helped Team Unity get to two and one. More fun is now oh and three. Team Rocket meddled its corrupt ways over the juice, winning 101 to 80. The Juice is now averaging More pulp than points with a weekly average of 83. That's just not enough hustle, bro. Needless to say, he's 0-3. Team Rocket is now 2-1 and pulled off a win despite David Montgomery only playing six minutes, maybe, max in a game that saw Khalil Herbert emerge out of that backfield now that David Montgomery is possibly hurt. He was led by Cordero Patterson on his lineup, though, who respectfully snatched the rights to the title of the wide back from Debo stamp, Samuel. This brings us to this week's transactions. <music> Is there a new Mr. I'll trade him to you in town? Burford 2.0 says anybody can go, bro, for the right price, plus a running back and maybe a little fat. Zach says Stafford, Devontae Adams, Richie James, and his signature fab move for Dalvin Cook, Isaiah McKenzie, and the hurt rib, Justin Herbert. Over to Team More Fun. With grades, I'm gonna give Burr for a 2.0 and A minus for getting a top RB and a top QB and the flex and knee. I'm gonna give more fun a B minus. That would probably be a C if I didn't appreciate just that little extra fab receiving. Money there, good move there. Great and harshly because I just think that Sound's team needs more starters and not less. I love Adams, well, he'll now need digs in Adams to combine for 45 to 50 points a week just to be in the running. I expect more trades to come. Now Zach's taking a little gamble, trading for two injured players at this time, but you can't win this league without either having a perfect draft or taking a few gambles. Speaking of actively trading, after putting Jonathan Taylor on the block last week, Booker was just teasing there, but Gator Blood got his first trade of the season, getting Alan Lazar from Birdfur for Damian Harris. Not much to talk about this one. I give Booker a B-plus and Bird for a B. Booker addresses the need for more light-skinned receivers with afros, and, and Zach is just buying RBs, preparing for that inevitable RB injury. The last dawn, Jay Hollis made a surprise trade and likely... His only one of the year trading the injured tight end Dalton Schultz from the uh, Dallas Cowboys for the I'll never score more than 13 points passing catching back out of Washington JD McKissick and the part time slot player out of Buffalo Isaiah McKenzie was only on Zach's team for maybe 16 hours. Zach gets a clear A for moving bench pieces for a potential starter and top six tight end if he returns healthy and and Josh gets a C plus. I'm grading this one a little harshly. I'd probably make it even worse if it wasn't for the fact that he had three tight ends on his team and he probably wanted some more depth at positions. You can always put in McKissick to give you a few points each week. I just think that you might've been able to find a little bit more options on the waiver wire. um, And maybe have been able to just drop a few players on your team to do so. Zach team Burford now has five trades on the season. Mr. I'll trade them to you and team unity. He brought a lot of stock to the tight end position and started to tax-loss harvest those spots, which could, potent, could turn out to be some potential wash trades yesterday evening. Zach traded or myself traded George Kittle for the oft-injured QB out of Dallas, Dak Prescott, and what now looks to be the wide receiver, two on the Jets, Elijah Moore, now that Garrett Wilson has really emerged these past few weeks on the Jets. Team Rocket cashed in on his depth and took a swing at upside on the 49ers, super talented tight end, George Kittle. It's really early to give this one a grade as there's a lot of uncertainty with all these three players that are involved. But I'll give myself a B and Jacob B B-plus as Kittle has a clear top three up tight end upside, which we've seen with him with Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. Will he get injured? Will he get the targets? Those are the two main questions about George Kittle. Last but definitely not least, my favorite trade so far of the season. We have a player traded for fab. Logan Thomas, the tight end on the Washington Commanders, gets shipped for $3. $3. Yeah, that's right. I traded away our washing machine to get him. Traded away the washing machine to get him. Funny part there from semi-pro. I decided that I was ready to move on from the the top 13 tight end in scoring and decided to send out offers to see if anyone wanted direct access before blind bidding on the waiver wire. I was pretty much going to anybody that thought could potentially use some, some tight end depth or another starter. Rigatoni countered my $5 offer with $3, and I accepted. A lot of the pickups I planned to make on the waiver wire are no longer there but I'll take the extra bucks to gain some flexibility. As I said, I'm recording this pod on Wednesday. So waivers just went through. So you know now, if you got anybody, I think I made the best waiver pickup Sunday last week, getting Romeo Dobbs from the Green Bay Packers, potential new wide receiver one on for Aaron Rodgers before waivers went through. Russell Gage and Zay Jones were the highest bidded on, on the waiver wire this week. Zay Jones going for 18 and Russell Gage for 14, both had great weeks last week. And I remind you, before you make any ads, to please take a a look deep into your soul to see if the people you have on your roster should still be holding on to them. I won't call them out, and I doubt this person's listening, but if you have Marlon Mack, Ronald Jones, and A.J. Green still on your roster, you might need to love the hustle a little bit more. That sums up this week's transactions thus far. We'll now take a look at some of our upcoming matchups, but first, a public service announcement. Are you tired of your trade offers going silent? Or are you tired of receiving your offers in players that you have no interest in? Well, if you answered yes to either of those questions, then you might consider utilizing one of the Sleeper app's best features, the direct message. So next time you want to gauge interest of a trade or simply let the opposition know that you aren't interested, please just reach out through direct message on sleeper app and let that player know. We're all gentlemen in this league and then there's Nick, but open lines of communication are the best for any relationships, even the ones with your enemies. So please use the direct message if you are having difficulty receiving, accepting or getting unsolicited offers. Unsolicited offer, excuse me. Please also remember to reject or counter your trades. This message is brought to you by the Fantasy Football Trading Commission, not affiliated with the Sleeper app. For gambling or fantasy football evictions, please call 913 704 9847 or ask for Zach Kovaleski. <laughs> Week four should really give us an idea of how the league is going to shake up. And we do have some great storylines to look out for. In the first matchup, we have brother versus brother in blood and in soul. Team Unity versus Team Rigatoni. They score off in a high-projected battle. Dad versus dad. Two guys that can bond over kids and alcohol. Team Rocket will try to get comfortable with a 3-1 and record. While Awful Waffle is ready to his way to 500. In the battle of the petty, light-skinned Kings, undefeated versus the winless, Kevin Booker's alligator blood squares off against Nick's the juice, the last dawn. He squares off against Blue Chips and what's projected to be a close one. In a battle for who has got the best Instagram, LA versus Atlanta it will be a close one. These two two-in-one teams will have to figure out who they're going to start in their last flex spots to squeak this one out. Don't leave any un- any points extra on your bench. LV versus Lansing, Kansas. 3-0 versus 0-3. Bird for 2.0 Reloaded versus Team TY. 2020 currently had the closest projected game. The battle of the Hustlers. The new Hustlers, that is. More fun versus all gas, no breaks. The league hasn't been too kind to of these newcomers yet, but I know that they love the game. Joe will try to get back to 500 while more fun is looking for his first win of the season. Week 4 games start tomorrow, Thursday night, with the Bengals versus the Dolphins, the top two quarterbacks from the draft class a few years ago, excluding Justin Herbert. They're going to end up squaring off on Amazon Prime, but to me the story is more about the receivers in this game. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and the all-whites for the Bengals versus Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. If you drafted those Miami Dolphins receivers, you're probably pretty happy. And if you drafted the Bengals, you're ready for a big game. For betting tips, I've got the Bengals' money line tomorrow and the over 47.5 for this one. Eyes on Joe Mixon, who should have a good game, assuming he's healthy, he got a little banged up, and they might try to protect him, project, protect him tomorrow. But, um, excluding exclude, including that he might be pretty healthy, that they're going to give him the carries. I would throw him into your parlays for any time touchdown. I wish all of you gentlemen and Nick Bates the best, except my weekly opponent. That is Rigatoni this week. Good luck and get this money. Yeah.